About Life podcast. I am your host, Michael Anderson. And if you're realizing value from this podcast, please subscribe so you don't miss any of the episodes and leave us a rating or a review on the platforms that support it. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Imagination is the key. In today's podcast, we're going to take a look at childhood imagination, how that gets altered through learned behaviors. And by the time this podcast is complete, you will have substantive information to help you regain imagination. Childhood imagination is one of the coolest things that I remember as a kid. I can recall being on the bus. I was at the tail end of a movement called integration in California. In integration, they would take children like myself who were from impoverished communities and bus us into other communities that were not impoverished. And therein lies the integration piece. Well, on the way there, because it was about a 45 minute drive, I would always see these large trucks. A lot of the truckers were African-American. Over time, you know, I started to rationalize that, man, that is an honest opportunity that I probably could do. That looks like something that's achievable. I started to learn everything about trucks. I learned all the different brands. I learned how all the the, the truck was put together. I knew the engine types. I knew the transmission types. I knew why some only had 18 wheels and why others only had 10. I understood all of the different types of cargo that they could take, whether they were long haul, short haul. And then I met Mr. Wilson and Mr. Wilson was a trucker. He was a big fellow and just really, really cool. And I'm like, man, I want to be like Mr. Wilson. But then there were a sequence or a series of events that took place that helped me understand I wasn't going to be able to do that. And it's at this point we transition from my childhood to science so we can begin addressing this topic. Early childhood development psychologists agree that imagination in children is pure and unobstructed situations, circumstances, and environment allow them to thrive when imagination is whole. It also provides emotional, social, intellectual, and even physical gain for the child. In my story, the dream remained alive and well until I came across what I'm defining as the chief destroyers of imagination, which are learned behaviors. There's seven of them we're going to unpack, but I want to give you a summation of them. Forgetting how it feels to be imaginative. This is principally targeting adults. Learning how the world works. That's what happened to me in my story. And then environmental variables, the people around us, the circumstances, the situations that we uh, often find ourselves a part of. Now, Einstein says this, imagination is more important than knowledge. I had to ask why. And what I found is that knowledge is limited to all we know and understand at a given time, while imagination embraces the entire world 
and all that there will be to know and understand. There's a huge delta between those two. This is one of the principal reasons why imagination is the key. Also, Napoleon Hill, the author of Think and Grow Rich and several other self-help books says, whatever the mind can conceive and believe, it can achieve. Here we talk principally about mindset and how mindset is sort of the foundation for everything that we would desire to do. And if we can get mindset correct, we effectively take off all of the limitations that would prevent us from achieving whatever our objectives may be. I said to you that there are seven behavioral conditions that really play a part in this whole situation. We're going to now transition to those. The first is the avoidance of failure. You can't be bold and creative when you're afraid of failure. If your goal is to avoid failure and mistakes, you are likely to do life from a position of quietness, safety, reservation, or some might say conservatively. In either of those cases, imagination is going to be stunted. Imagination means taking chances and venturing down pathways that you've never traveled, yet you've never explored. And if fear is the element that is preventing you from taking the step, we have to so note that and then take the necessary steps to address it. The most promising ideas come up as a direct result of us being willing to let fear go. Today, family, if you feel fear, let it go. It's a decision. It's really that simple. Feel the fear and do it anyway. And you'll condition yourself over time where feeling it is just no different than you having to do certain things that you do to sustain life. It's just part of what you do. It may be a little uncomfortable still, but it's not going to be a big deal. Number two, risk averse. If you're hesitant of taking chances, scared of venturing down new roads, timid about taking the road not traveled, you're going to find it difficult to ever venture off the main road. And some of the best ideas, some of the scenarios that are going to give you the greatest level of enrichment are not going to be on that main path. When I got my first CISO role, there was an organization that I was with. Their focus was extensively on a principle called opportunity cost, and it was instilled in all the um, executive team. And opportunity cost is basically the loss of potential gain from other alternatives when one alternative is chosen. In the situation that we're talking about right now, where we're risk averse, I just said prior to giving you the definition that when you venture down some of those other roads, they're going to appear to be very risky because you haven't been there or done that. But when you look at the opportunity cost, and size up the risk reward profile, what you will come to understand is that you can take calculated risks 
that aren't going to harm you or hurt you or put you in a position where you're going to have a less than ideal outcome. And once you've come to that realization where you've become comfortable with being just a little bit uncomfortable or taking a little bit of risk, calculated risk, what you're going to immediately find is that you're doing the exact thing that is required, taking a chance, being courageous, and that is going to incite imagination and a tremendous amount of opportunity. Number three, a lack of self-confidence, saying negative things and being critical about yourself is a problem. Joking about yourself in a negative way to try to cover up something you might feel about yourself, that's a problem. Focusing on your negatives and ignoring your positives, that's a problem. Blaming yourselves, being critical of yourselves when you're wrong, maybe just a little wrong, but yet wrong, that's a problem, right? Thinking other people are better than you. All of these things collectively create limits in your self-confidence. If you do these for an extended period of time and then tie emotion to them, then they become deep-seated. They get written to the subconscious mind. Now that is a part of your behavioral framework. Everything that you see and do comes through that lens, gets filtered with those criteria. You take away from it what you just put in it from that filter, which is in this case, since it's a lack, it's going to be very little. If that's you, family, let's turn that around. Let us not continue any of those behaviors. You are enough. You can do it. You have greatness in you. And you have to remind yourself that. You can't say at one time, it has to become a part of who you are. You're going to have to reinvent yourself. All of these behaviors are learned behaviors, which means if you learned this particular version, then you can learn its opposite. Instead of this being something that holds you back, you can reinvent yourself so that you do have self-confidence. You speak to yourself in a self-confident way and you don't do any of the things that we talked about. If you'll do this, you'll be able to imagine again. You'll be able to have creative flow, creative energy. But that's going to start with you taking inventory, having a better desire for yourself than the version that you are right now. Number four, premature judgment. To be imaginative or creative, you have to allow yourself to be able to generate ideas and be innovative. Do the innovation without any judgment internally. Because if you judge your ideas too early in the process, you end up second guessing. That whole process, you know, fear, indecision, doubt comes in. And before you know it, well, you've just short-circuited the entire imaginative process. You've heard me say before that my personality type is C. But if there are varying levels of C, I'm an off-the-chart C. Having that as a backdrop for my personality, that can weigh in in such a way that it could be a bit much. So what I often will do is I allow my initial thoughts to just flow. 
I don't interrupt him. I just write them all down. Once I've gotten everything out, then I go back and I start to look for those that I really want to spend more time on. And as a result of spending more time, I start to polish those up a little bit more. Before you know it, I've got a fantastic outline to create a quality product. Notice in my example that the refinement came at the end, not at the beginning. And that's where people falter with this concept of uncertainty. They want to lead in with a refined product and it doesn't work that way. That shuts down the entire process. Imagination requires us to be courageous so that we can let go of uncertainty. It's when this courage comes to fruition that we're able to literally be fearless. And when we're at a point where we're fearless or in this case, comfortable with being uncomfortable, then we can really allow imagination to flow freely. And as I shared earlier, some of our best images, some of our best thoughts and ideas are going to flow when we become comfortable with those things that make us a wee bit uncomfortable. Number six, taking criticism personally. You know, I've always said that feedback is a fantastic loop. A lot of people will say not so much because, you know, there's various types of criticism and I only subscribe to one type. Let me say something about that. Criticism is okay. Again, if you don't take it personally, there's two types of criticism. There's harsh criticism and there is constructive criticism. Harsh critics are seeking to fill unmet emotional needs. They're hurt. They may be a little bit broken. They've got something going on. Your situation acts as a trigger. And then you have the other side of the story, individuals who are healthy who are whole and emotionally stable, and they just genuinely have a desire to help. We call them constructive critics. I want to share with you that now that you have an understanding of why these two camps exist, there's good information that comes in either format. I receive DMs all the time. Some of them are incredibly constructive on the side of beautiful Others are polar opposite, but I'm already practicing what I'm asking you to do. And that is even in those harsh criticisms, there's still usable data. If you don't take it personal, then you're still able to capture the information that can help you to grow. Or in this case, will give you an opportunity to continue visualizing, imagining being creative, to innovate, to create change, or even some of the things that you desire for your life. If you don't particularly care for harsh criticism, now at least you have a framework to know why that is and that there's still usable content and your charges to not take it personal. Number seven, analysis paralysis, overthinking. Oh my goodness. Family, I meet people in the workplace every single day. I am not exaggerating. Every single day, 
doing this. It's just as it says, I don't want to create a, a bad picture, but if you just think about for a moment in a human body, what happens with paralysis, it's a horrible, it's a horrendous condition. In this case, it's one that is self-inflicted and it's purely mental. We can't get out of our own way, some have said. Analysis, paralysis, overthinking is in that realm of I've got to have it right. It's got to be, you know, super duper squared away, you know, just shy of flawless. That will absolutely turn off the imaginative process because there is no natural flow for perfectionism. Every person with a good imagination understands that overthinking can be the greatest enemy of imagination. We need to turn that back on. Now, here's the homework assignment. We've talked about these seven behaviors. What I'd like for you to do in your own time is think through of these seven, which of these did you most relate to? If it's more than one, do one at a time. But endeavor to understand what it was of these seven that moved you. Put together a plan to address them. Okay? As a recap, what we said is childhood imagination is incredibly important. It has links to emotional, social, intellectual, and physical well-being. We want to turn that back on if it's been turned off. And we know that there are some destroyers of imagination. And we put those into three categories. Forgetting how it feels to be imaginative. Learning how the world works and environmental variables. And then we talked about the seven different behaviors that make up that learned behavior camp. Avoidance of failure. Risk averse. Lack of self-confidence. Premature judgment discomfort with uncertainty and taking criticism personally family imagination is the key i want you to turn this back on and become as childlike as your being will permit you to be because as napoleon hill stated whatever your mind can conceive and believe it can achieve and i want nothing more for you than significant achievement okay that's going to conclude this episode. Thank you for your time and attention. As an administrative note, we'll be changing the episode release day from Monday, Wednesday, Friday to Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, beginning April 1st. Do share this with your friends and family. Tag me on IG at your thought life, Y-O-R, thought life, no spaces. Leave a comment, suggestion. You are enough. You can do it, and you are uniquely equipped to realize your goals. Until next time, take care and be safe.